Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Haunted Estate with your host, yes, yours truly, me, Selena Myers. Make sure to visit thehauntedestate.com and call our toll-free phone number. There, we want to hear your ghost story, anything spooky, really. Call us at one 260 3428 And don't forget to pick up my book, which is now out, The Home Reader, A Paranormal Journey by Selena Myers. You can find that by visiting thehauntedestate.com, Amazon, or the Create Space store. Don't forget, you're what makes this show popular. Make sure to share us with your friends and for the most important, rate us on iTunes. So let's get into tonight's episode. Hello, my dear friends. Did you hear that awesomeness, which was the beginning of the Adams Family? I found that on a free-to-use sound effects thing, and I was like, yep, because I lost my recent ones because, you know, I haven't podcasted in a while, but that's okay. I want to start off this episode on a bit of just a little uh, positive rant type situation. If you are in your life and you have people in your life who don't support the things that you do, if they bring you happiness, if they bring people around you happiness, if you're making a little dough, that kind of thing, get rid of those people. Unfortunately, a lot of the time, they're family. Ugh. Anyways, I love you guys. Tonight, we have so much fun stuff. We have your calls, my stories, um, lots of cool stuff on the internet. Have you heard about these clowns? I know we've all heard about these clowns because it's every other story on Facebook. Literally, you scroll through and every other story is something to do with these clowns. I'm going to be completely honest. I think this absolutely 100% started as a... Uh, like a publicity stunt for the movie It. And then, you know, lots of idiots got it in their head. Possibly there's some, like, secret Stephen King thing going on. Who knows? I'm for it, though. Um, I love dressing up creepy. I kind of feel like I want to do this, but, you know, you know, going to jail and, and you know, that kind of fun stuff. I don't want to do that. And plus, I'd be the last person they would expect. They'd see me and be like, yo, girl, what are you doing? And I'd be like, haha, squeak, squeak. Wow. I'm extra weird today. My voice is very gone. I have 
again, been sick. Um, I don't know if I told you guys the disease I do have. I am autoimmune. I get sick a lot and I stay sick for a very long time. So without further ado, let's move forward into some spectacularly spooky stuff. And uh, guess what? We're in October. So I'm really expecting more stories, more reviews, more everything. So yeah, reviews, guys. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Just rate me. You know, you don't have to donate money. Just do that. That's what's going to keep me going. All right, guys. See you soon. Okay, going through my inbox and my answering machine, we have two pretty awesome calls. We have a few in there, but I'm going to play the two farthest away, which would be the past most recent, not the most recent calls. You know what? It's late in the day. I'm not even going to try to figure that out. What I'm going to say is we have two awesome calls. I listened to the beginning. They were clear, which is what I love. So by the time we listen to those, when we go through those, I we talk about them a little bit. By we, I mean like me, myself, and I. <laughs> wow it's like i'm not gonna kid like i'm not kidding myself like i kind of thought like when i'm by myself i'm saying like too much by the way when i'm by myself i try and think up the most ridiculous things and like comedy type routines and i was gonna like make up you know there's all those new genders like asexual pansexual and then all those you know non whatever that there should be one where you're like a few people inside of a person which i knew is like multi-personality disorder but like it's not real i just I feel as if they're in there. Not saying that genders aren't real. I completely believe in all that. And um, I don't think that even if you do make a decision to be a certain gender, you can change it, that kind of thing. Uh, I know there's a lot of weird opinions by that. And just to cover my ass, I just want to say that I love everybody. And whatever makes you happy in your life is what makes me happy. I love seeing happy people and people that follow their dreams. So just so I don't get any hate mail, because I get a lot of that, <laughs> I thought I would put that out there. So our first call is from a guy. And it is a minute and something. And then our next call is about 14 minutes. And never apologize for long calls. People love them. People love getting into people's histories and stories and events. And um, I love, you know, talking about them after. So let's jump into our first call. Hey, thank you, Selena. Um, my story is kind of, uh, uh, kind of not creepy, but um, here it goes. So when I was 14, um, you know, I was... We were in my house, and the thing is that, you know, my dad had always had parties on Saturdays. You know, it was just the family. My dad would be putting loud music, and my mom would be cooking, and my brother and myself would be in the room while my sister would be in their room, right, in my parents' room. And one day, the, I mean, on a Saturday, this guy knocks in. He used to live in the second floor, and... Um, you know, he came in, he brought shrimp, you know, because he worked, you know, I think where, you know, where they sell shrimp because he brought a box of shrimp and, you know, we cooked it, we were eating and I brought a, a video camera and then, you know, I was recording the whole thing. All right. So the day had passed, you know, it was like 10 o'clock, 10, 30, 11 ish. And my mom turned off all the lights and, you know, Next thing, in my mom, myself, and my brother were in my mom's room. We were like, and you can see on the hallway, you can see all the way to the kitchen and the living room. And then you actually see the guy, and, you know, I don't know his name. I mean, I can't remember, but you see him just walk to the, to the table and look at us. And then he turned around and, and left to the other side. And we're like, what the hell? My mom walked, turned on the, while she was walking towards the kitchen, she turned the lights on. As soon as she turned 
turned the corner, she fell to the she fell to the floor, and my dad was sleeping on the floor. She turned the lights on, the door was locked, the windows are locked. Where the patio is, we're on the third floor, so it's locked. You can't get out. So we're like, what the hell? So my mom got the Bible and started reading, you know, you know, Psalms 23. All right, so a couple of days passed, like maybe three days later, um, we get a knock on the door. And it was a lady who was, you know, collecting money, you know, for her brother that passed away. So we asked her, like, who's your who's your brother? You know, and then he, she told us who the guy is and showed us the picture. He's like, no, he can't be dead. He was right here, like, not even three days ago. And she goes, no, he's been dead for three weeks. We're like, what? We were just amazed because, you know, I went out and grabbed the camera and then showed, showed the lady, put, I mean, put the, the little DV tape into the into the VCR because we had an adapter and showed the lady and I mean she dropped the whole the entire money on the, the bucket I mean even her husband just fell down we were just amazed that we had somebody that was dead for three weeks in our house and we didn't know what to do you know and that's my story thank you guys that is really cool. I love getting calls like that because you have these moments where you think, oh, no, the paranormal can't be real, ghost can't be real, no matter what you try to rationalize with yourself, anything that happens. But in a situation like that where you have dead, true proof that he was still around first, that is so awesome um, that you can think, you know, that maybe when you die, you can just come back and just party hard one more time. And the next part is that's an awesome kind of gift to give his sisters like, hey, look, he's obviously really happy. Maybe he wasn't here physically, but like he was physically here. I just feel like there's so much we don't know. And there's so much about people who are in a very, what's the word that I'm trying to think of? Um, when you do a whole bunch of things all the time. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, okay, let's just say they're very set in their ways. They have a, they have specific things that they like to do. And that that's so true and tr so strong inside their soul that there's enough power there, kind of like a residual energy to keep living on without them um, or with them, if you know what I mean. So first, I have a couple of questions. 
what happened with the footage? Um, did she take it to her family? What did her family think? What did she say? I'm so curious. And it is also cool that, like, it could have been someone else. You know what I mean? But you actually had the proof. And we're able to say, hey, look, your brother was here. We had an awesome time partying. Um, I, do, I don't, you know, I actually, this caller wrote me this story on Snapchat. And I was like, you need to call this in. I'm going to fess that up. Like, you need to call this story in. Um, I do have about 200 Haunted the State listeners now on Snapchat. It's a great way for me to communicate with you guys. I totally talk to you guys. It's a lot easier than emails. Um, a lot of emails, I don't, they don't get lost, um, but I tend to put them in another folder and I forget about them. So if you ever haven't heard your story for a few months, please re-email it. But if you are on Snapchat, I would love to, to see you guys. So if you want to add me, it's Selena's Life. So C-E-L-I-N-A-S-L-I-F-E on Snapchat. I accept everyone. I ask if you're a fan and then we talk. So I want to say a huge thank you out for that story. I loved it. I love his stories. He, he gives me lots of topic ideas for the show. I screenshot them so I can bring them up. They will be in some future episodes. So let's move on to the next call. Hi. Oh, my gosh, this is exciting. I've never done this before. Anyways, hello. My name is Kara. Um, I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I have a story. It's not super scary or exciting, but just since I started listening to this podcast, I been thinking about sharing, so hopefully I don't make this too long. Anyways, um, basically, when I was super, super young, I was about three years old when I moved into the house I grew up in, and um, I didn't move out until I was 18, so we were there for 15 years. We, like, it was good home, good childhood and such, but... It wasn't until, like, everyone moved out, my parents were divorced, my sister moved out for college, I was going abroad, that we even acknowledged that it was hunting. <laughs> my mom just asked us, like, months after we were all gone, just, hey, what do you, what do you think of the whole house? You think it And, like, it was no hesitation. Me and my older sister both were like, um, yeah, duh. And... I'm like trying to think of my words. Um, going back and reflecting or like remembering what happened, it wasn't super scary. Um, there was the master bedroom where my parents were at the end of the hall, and on the opposite um, end of the hallway was the main bedroom for me and my sister. So, being super young, like we had bunk beds that we shared, and that was fine and dandy and then when she got older she decided she wanted to move into a different bedroom she wanted her own bedroom because she was a growing lady even though she was probably like 10 like (laughs) um and so I was super terrified when she was gone I did not like being in there alone I would like sleep anywhere else I could like I love the bedroom it was huge and beautiful but I just did not like being in there at night by myself um I'm also a closet freak where I do not, I cannot have any door open when I'm sleeping. I need the bedroom door shut, bathroom door shut, closet door shut, especially the closet. I, I can't sleep in a room with the closet doors open. Um, but that closet freaked me out. I was convinced there was not something nice in there. I don't know why. I just got bad vibes. And oops, um, got something. Yeah, I just, I didn't like it. And then whenever my parents would, like, have carpet redone or reinstalled, we would always switch, just like, oh, this will be fun. We move the furniture. Like, this is our chance to switch if we want to. So every couple of years, me and my sister would trade bedrooms. 
Um, and then at one point I was just like, I'm never trading again. I can't do it. I'm not going in there. <laughs> um, whenever my sister was living in that bedroom or occupying it, she would always have nightmares. Um, all the time. And specifically about me dying some way, if I was like falling out a window or werewolves or snakes, like she just always worried about me just dying for some reason, even though we were just little kids. Um, so she always had nightmares. I didn't like that closet. Um, and just being so scared of that closet, even in a different bedroom, always had to have the closet shut. I had to have everything super pitch black. I couldn't do nightlights. So I figure if I can't see it, then it won't bother me. Like, I don't want to wake up and see something. So if it's pitch black, then I won't see anything and freak myself out. And same with the door if I have it shut. Like, if it, someone opens it, hopefully it'll wake me up so I can scream for my parents. I don't know where this logic came from. Anyways, um, we never had anything super spooky happen other than um, you could hear footsteps or noises if, like, you're home alone or no one was upstairs, the whole family was upstairs. Like, you could hear stuff upstairs, but we didn't really worry about it. Um, it wasn't an old house. It was fairly new, so it wasn't, like, just the old house excuse, creaky floors and doors. But it would still happen, and I remember specifically the bedroom that I occupied most of the time that was not the creepy closet one. Um, whether the door was locked or not, when I was in there, it would still open and close. And when it just open only, it would open and then close again. So I was, like, cool with it for whatever reason. <laughs> um, I grew up as an empathic child. Um, and I was, like, super sensitive and a weirdo. So I was that kid in the family. <laughs> and so forever, what, I don't know why I couldn't see anything or ever hear anything, no voices. I couldn't see scary images. But I just figured someone was there to talk or hang out. So I would just talk to it nicely and just be like, oh, you're back to see me. How are you? I'm good. And continue my activity. So I would just talk to it nicely and kind of act like it was a friend, and I could always kind of feel whether it was there or not. Um, sorry, I'm doing my makeup at the same time because my mom's actually on her way to visit me. But anyways, um, yeah, I like, again, not super scary. Like, I just was super okay with it growing up. I don't know why I should say, yeah, but if I'm nice to it, like, it won't be mean to you, hopefully, I guess. Um, I do remember as my sister got older, when she was in the bigger, creepier room, she had, um, so just kids get older, like they want to do like creepy presents, like the light as a feather, stiff as a board, sleepover thing. Someone got her a Ouija board um, for her birthday. And like, I don't like those anymore, <laughs> but I never really messed with it or anything. Like never had any bad things happen with one. So thank you for that. But she, I guess, like, this storage-wise, she put it under her bed, um, and she came home one day, and it was pulled out straight from the bed, like, several, several, several feet away across the room, um, and that freaked her out, so she put it in a closet, and then while she was home, I'm not sure if she was sleeping or not, but it was on a shelf in the closet with the door open. She took the doors off her closet completely because she is crazy. No doors on that closet. No option to close it. 
but it just flew off the shelf in the closet. It was, I mean, I wouldn't say across the room, but it landed at least, I would say, two feet away from the, where the door should have been. So lots of kind of sliding off, and it was, it's a flat box, you know, where you can stack on it, stack it on a flat surface. Like, it was pretty secure, so that really freaked her out, and so she just kept it under a couch in the basement and never touched it again, and she still does not like that thing. She does. Mm-mm, she she won't be in the room with it if we talk about it. She doesn't like it. So I don't know if she had a separate experience. Uh, so I guess that was probably maybe the only creepy thing. Maybe she was having nightmares and Ouija board issues, but I never had anything bad. Um, and then what else happened there? Um, after we left, like my mom got kind of really into the metaphysical excuse me, metaphysical world. Um, and she's kind of big into numerology now and she looked back at the house address number, um, one added up numerol and the numerology way, I can't see that word, um, led added up to a number five, which apparently is um a house of chaos or something that's not super good. And it kind of made sense when she would say that, that, like, she, our dad was pretty abusive and um, not physically, thankfully, but he was not a nice guy. He was very mentally unwell, and there's a divorce, and just kind of messy stuff was happening. And so when my mom found out that out, that was kind of like affirmation that it was just not a good place to be. Um, that he got sicker and crazier and the divorce happened. So, like, I, yeah, but there's just not a good house, according to her numerology. But it also, what she says, that just kind of being into spooky paranormal stuff, it made me uh, kind of think about how they always, they, the, the ghost people in the world, they always say um, that, entities of whatever kind, ghosts, spirits, I don't know, they kind of feed off of energy, especially negative energy. So I feel like that was also kind of a, a factor that could have kind of played in, like, if there's just, like, fighting and abusive behaviors, like, could have been feeding off of that in the house, but I don't know. I don't think we ever will know. But after we moved down, we sold the house, my mom still in contact with an old neighbor and um we once we sold it like a new family moved in so every now and then she'll tell us like oh by the way your house is doing this blah 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 and i guess the new tenants like didn't take care of the house like which is really unfortunate to hear because i totally love that house um like they didn't take care of the yard they just kind of let it get really crappy the Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Um, and I think the latest thing she heard was 
that the tenants, like, had to be evicted. There was, like, a police issue and, some, like, I can't confirm anything, but there could have been, like, some sort of drug issue there, drug trafficking or something, where it's now in, like, control of the the state. It doesn't mean there's no tenants. It's the state or the police or whatever are now, like, technically in ownership of that house. So, I don't know. Again, chaos, man, number five. Um... I feel like I had a final thought with that. What was it? Um, not doing so good. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, okay. I'm just going to end it there because I don't want this to be too crazy long and I'm already forgetting my thoughts because I'm drinking coffee and doing my makeup. And, oh, yeah. Anyways, I love this podcast. I love you. I love everyone else who listens because you guys are my people. And, um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope I made sense and didn't sound super crazy. Um, oh, actually, sorry. Before I go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, I just had another thought that I just forgot. I remembered um, when I was little, um, someone I don't know who it was. I can't remember. Made it sound like someone had died in the house, um, like they committed suicide, and I don't know what happened from there but at some point it was my sister I mean obviously she just always wants to make up stories and kind of tease me about things so she told me that it was a boy that committed suicide like he was like a grown boy like high school or college or something so I think that's why um if I felt something in my house I assumed it was him and I wanted to just be nice to him and talk to him because that was his house too um so that's what I forgot to say was I don't think that's true at all anymore. I don't know if anyone died in the house at all, um, let alone like a teenage suicide, but that's what I was told. So I think that's just what I went with, why I was so nice to it. But I never had a problem. So I actually felt it was pretty comforting knowing it was there just because it was nice to me. It was like a friend because, again, I was the weird kid growing up. So I didn't have a lot of friends. And then but my mom did not like it. She, When I asked her about it recently, she said that she hated it. She always felt like there were eyes on her. She felt so uncomfortable and just watched all the time. And she, didn't, she just did, really did not enjoy being in that house also from being in a abusive relationship for 20-something years. So that was my final thought. I hope the story made sense and you enjoyed it. Again, that I didn't sound super crazy. Um, so, yeah. And thank you. Bye. Hello, and thank you so much for your call. Yes. You know how I feel about Ouija boards. I feel, like, honestly, okay, just seriously, how many, for people who have listened, have been like, so, you know, I lived in a haunted house when I was a teenager. I got a Ouija board. <laughs> My sister got a Ouija board, that kind of thing. Um it really sounds like you know what's going on there. That's a really cool story. I love hearing about people's lives. Kind of, I picture it as I listen to the call as kind of a movie. And I somehow from your voice, you're like, yep, this is what you look like. <laughs> and I watch you throughout your life and all these stories that you talk about. And it's weird, isn't it? How a single room, just some walls can hold so much different energy than anywhere else in a house. That is something that has always blown my mind that when I went out to buy a house, we went through so many houses and I would go into a room and the energy in that room would just be 
the worst. And I would be able to see things that had happened in there. And it was so weird that it would just stay centered to this room. Like, for example, the room that I podcast out of, uh, which our house is three bedrooms. So my husband has an office. I have an office and we have a bedroom. And my office has some very strange, strange energy, the strangest energy of all um, the rooms in my house. There, there was a point where we were kind of painting when we first came in and I walked by and I definitely saw someone standing in here out of the corner of my eye. But anyways, I want to go back to your story. Uh, also, you, you, vain, you made a very, a very valid point, which also is something that spirits do, is when there is negative energy, honestly, any kind of energy, any other kind of energies are going to be able to feed off of that. Um, it's cool that you knew what was going on a bit, um, that it didn't scare you too much. Um, 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 wow, I need to stop saying, um, it's crazy when I don't podcast for a while, how much I really lose my words and stuff like that. I don't do drugs, I don't drink, except for every once in a while. I think I was drinking a little bit of Bambino last time I was podcasting. Regardless, I want to say thank you so much for everyone from their stories tonight. I love the stories more than anything, and I want all of you to call and leave your stories. As you hear these people, go ahead, do your makeup while you're recording your story. I don't care. It feels like I'm sitting beside you. That is a toll-free phone number, one 866 I think it's one eight seven seven. Oh, how do I not remember this? Anyways, it's on the website, which is down, so go to the Facebook page. <laughs> Facebook and search The Haunted Estate Podcast, and you will find us. I am going to do my best to make another episode as soon as possible. Yeah, I hiccuped. I didn't burp. I promise. Excuse me anyways. Oh, I want to tell you guys something. Guys, guys, there's a church for sale in town over from me, and I could totally afford it, and I want to go live there, but guess what? Husband says no. So why don't you guys all bombard my husband on Facebook? His name is Adam Myers. I'm sure it's a picture of him in a suit holding a fish. And say, hey, buy Selena that church. Because how cool would that be? It has all the chairs. It'd be cool to make it into like a, a retro movie theater kind of thing. Oh, guys, make it happen. I love you guys so much. And I will see you guys very soon. I hope you're enjoying your spooky October. Last thing I want to mention, if you are in southwestern Ontario, if you do not head out to Snyder's Fear Farm. You are absolutely missing out. It is spectacular. You can find all the details to visit there at fearfarm.ca. It will blow your mind. It's better than Canada's Wonderland's uh, haunted attractions. I, I'm serious, okay? I'm just, just do it for me. Tell me you went. Take pictures. <laughs> Let me know. Um, and you know what, guys? Have a great night. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.